0: Welcome to episode one of the ranch office vlog. Presented by Fresca and
1: And the Ranch Office. And the life. ranch office is always better. Life is always better at the ranch.
0: Which brings us into our topic for today, which is
1: who are we? Who
0: are we, Mike? Who who are we at the
1: ranch office? I think you can say it best and you have it memorized. Oh, that's
0: right. <laughs> I, I do have the pitch memorized. Well, the ranch office is a uniquely Texan co-working space that combines the ranch style decor with a culture of southern hospitality. Now, that's that's our identity, but right. but what what exactly does that mean? And before we go into that, let's actually get started saying a little bit about us. Okay. Okay. So I'll go first. Uh, my name is Michael Hapanimi, obviously. Um, I started this project with the ranch office about a year and a half ago at the end of 2017. And I saw that this layout, this empty space was great for a co-working space environment. And I kind of slowly started getting ideas as far as what kind of a brand we could build. And there was just always some sort of... Idea for a Texas style co working, a uniquely Texan type of co working space, because all I had seen elsewhere is people copying the Silicon Valley style, the creative New York style, and I was like, Texas needs its own style yeah, for sure. of co working. Um, so I am from Houston, born and raised. I actually grew up not too far from the ranch office in uh, Memorial, went to Kincaid High School, and now I, then I spent some time in Chicago. Going to university up there and working in management consulting. Um, Spent some time at another co-working space up there. And that is where I got the inspiration for this. Mike, tell us about yourself.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, I actually started in a whole different venue. I started working in oil and Gas, like, hustle. I haven't even heard this full story, by the way. Yeah, it's really blowing it going. I was just going to a local community college, and my brother actually got in a bad wreck. So... I had to support my family and I had to make a decision. of like, do, am I going take this pause off from school and go full in? Or am I going to, you know, I had to make a decision. So I decided just to go in and I was at Baker Hughes. I always wanted to get my foot in the door in the oil and gas company. So I, I just, you know, worked and worked and worked and moved up the chains and started really finding a liking in the inventory because inventory is like numbers, right? It's like equity. So if you think about it, what you have on hand is cash. Because that's what you can sell. So I really just dived in there and, and started really going hard. So then I moved out of that. Well, wait, wait, tell me tell me a little more about that role.
0: Because I always hear, I always see you coming in with this Baker Hughes jacket. Yeah. And looking like a boss. Yeah. And I kind of, you keep saying inventory. And you tell me stories about people who lost their fingers and stuff. So I'm like, yeah. what was that role actually like?
1: So going into it, it's like a lot of a lot of companies I don't think understand how important inventory is. So at Baker, we have, you know, your annual audits that you have to pass a certain level to be able to get it, whether it is a bank loan or prove that you are saying what you tell your stockholders that they're holding, right? Because your stockholders are holding their, their stocks and you got to present losses and all that good stuff. Um, so you
0: were, you were basically keeping tabs on a specific warehouse here in Houston. It was
1: actually the biggest one. It was the World Distribution Center for Baker Hughes. Okay. Yeah, nice. so... It was in an international, uh, international warehouse. We were shipping things to Iraq, some to Afghanistan. We shipped things to South America, any, anywhere. Australia. What, what kind of things are we talking? about A lot about of oil tools. The so there's like different parts in oil and gas. You know, like wireline, which is right here on, usually just land. Sure. So just fracking, having a wireline tool, which brings that oil up. And then they have like okay. drilling side and just different sides, subsea side, which is offshore, um, mm-hmm. things like that. So I moved. I was the first person in Baker Hughes history to get 100% on inventory audit. 100% what? 100% accuracy. So that means Ooh. like we counted everything from the screws that built this. Like if it's a bag of 50 and they chose to count 50,000 screws, we had to count all those screws. So we weighed them up. We were on on the money. So I got a plaque that I still have that says inventory audit. Hundred percent, first time in over a hundred years, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um,
0: that's pretty. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, so it was. It was. It was good to get that. From so you're
0: bringing that same level of uh,
1: detail-oriented focus over to the right office, right? Right. Exactly. So that's what we're <laughs> trying to do. But we're trying to figure out how to how to engage with the community and create that level. I feel like act. You know, like inventory is a whole different side of it. But like one thing that I did learn was. Someone really cared about inventory right so this kind of is an interesting conversation like once you started to develop the teams and let them know what the real reason the purpose of the truth for inventory it changed and i think we went from like 95 96 on i mean it's a huge warehouse so even five is percent a, is a great amount of revenue uh, but you know once they started to learn you just develop this Influence on people and you educate them for the purpose of why they're doing something. That's really what changed it It made it a hundred percent.
0: That's a great segue back to What we're talking about at the beginning which is why are we doing what we're doing here at the ranch office? and um, I remember you kind of talking a lot about how how different it is to just really love coming in to the place that you work every day whether it's from You know, you being a part of the team at the ranch office or being a member here, um, just showing up every day and not sitting in front of a white wall cubicle and wanting to shoot yourself.
1: Yeah. So being in that space, I was able to first of all, I started off in the warehouse. So that that was different. But then once I moved into like a more stable desk role in oil and gas, it's a tradition to be like, oh, it's a myth. Like once you get in the offices, you've made it. But. You're stuck. You know, you're you're stuck in this same day role where you're kind of like in a mouse wheel, and I think that happens to a lot of people. Like, yes, you might have a great role, yes, you might have a great opportunity, and you you might really like what you do. But I didn't like where I was at, to be honest with you. And it's just like you come in the same place, the same day. I mean, same same just same role, and it's just like there's no interaction. Me being a people person, I, I like to talk and and do things with with my team, and you know, it was just I felt like the place that we worked there was no opportunity to really build real relationships. Everyone had a separate role. Like you're an account you're you're in um you might be in purchasing and I'm in um inventory if we have nothing to do, you yeah. know, together uh, other than just look at the systems and maybe ask questions from time to time. But um yeah, that was one of the things that I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's no, one of the no, things that I, I just felt I, like I'm kind of relating that to Back before
0: I was in the kind of entrepreneurial um, sphere, I mean, I did two years in uh, management consulting at uh, AT Kearney, which is a great firm, great, uh, great exposure to you know seeing how businesses operate, um, going to the corporate world. But you know, I had always kind of known that I wanted to, you know, branch off and start my own journey, wherever that may lead, to you know create something. I always wanted to build something. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I, I won't lie. I, at the beginning, it was kind of adventurous. You know, you're traveling. They kind of played up as a very glamorous lifestyle, and you're having fun. Um, but there becomes a point which is, like, this is not what I want to do with my life. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people out there that kind of, like you said, get stuck into a routine because of, I don't know, what kind of financial obligations and the, having that kind of uh, stability of income. Um, and just fear of jumping out into the unknown, um, and (laughs) I've been out in the unknown for a few years. I mean, I actually, you know, worked with a startup, uh, in Chicago, a mobile app that didn't go anywhere, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a risky kind of proposition, but if you really know what your purpose is, and what you want to do with your life, and where you want to be, and what's making you happy pursuing day to day, day in and day out, um, it's ultimately rewarding and you will come out the other side. Right. And so um, it's interesting because you're more recently switched from the industry kind of corporate world right. to now which is, I mean, this is a startup, like we're a startup in ourselves. We've been open a month. And yeah. we're, we're on the journey now to, you know, fill up this office and, you know, see what comes after that. Um, what, what we're going to do with the ranch office brand in Houston going forward, uh, and, you know, maybe outside of Houston, Um, so.
1: Coming from that space, I want to mention, you know, you you look at the traditional office space, and I don't want to just keep talking just a specific office space, just environment space, and there's nothing like changing it up. Have you ever gone out of town, and you just know, you just have that feeling, you're like, I'm out of town. You could just feel it. It's like that feeling where it's like, it's different, you know, and it's a different type of feeling. Something I th- is different here. Yeah, exactly right. And that's that's what I, I think a lot of companies have to realize. Like, I think oil and gas is a perfect example. I mean, people perform better. Uh, I feel people are pre- pre- perform better when they're able to, not so much venture out, but when they're able to be in an area that they, they actually enjoy. So I talked about it at the chamber today. Uh, the guy was asking me like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm here every day and I like to go to Starbucks and switch it up or I like to work remote sometimes. And it's just like, where is that environment that you truly find yourself? You yeah, know? I think that's why coworking
0: spaces um, have been doing really well recently and at least taking off in uh, the market. I mean, this wasn't a thing 10 years ago. Well, it was a thing, but it was kind of like a here and there type thing, but now, I think uh, the masses of small businesses, uh, especially with the you know popularity of WeWork and other brands like that, the masses of small businesses are starting to open up and say, okay, this is something that does apply for us. Right. Whereas before, it kind of had an association with um, just like the techie startups and, um, you know, the Google style offices with people riding their scooters down the hallways and um, there is still a lot of that I mean co-working spaces and incubators and uh, that kind of thing go hand in hand and I will say a lot of other cities have developed their have developed down this path a lot more than Houston has. Um, I mean New York they' they're everywhere the West Coast obviously they're everywhere. Um, Chicago where I came from I heard a c- I don't remember how many there was like 10 weworks within a square mile or something like that anyway. Houston is a little behind the curve, but uh, I mean, the whole premise of the ranch office is that Houston's not that kind of city, you know? We're not a tech startup city. We have tech startups, great, like we want to attract all, you know, varieties of industry, um, but at our heart, that's not the the city that we are. We are a city of industry. We are a city of, you know, oil and gas, um, medicine, you know? Small business. Huge energy. Exactly. Generated too, yeah, right. And so we're saying, let's create a co-working culture that's for the people that are here, for the industries that are here, uh, for the masses of small businesses that are here. Because people here don't even know what the word co-working means. And when exactly. I say people, I mean there are the young people who may have heard of it, but your average small business out there has no idea. Th- they know what executive suites means. And so we tell them, okay, co-working is basically the modern iteration on executive suites where now it's based around community and it actually has an inspiring work atmosphere.
1: Right. And I want to be real specific with this because I've thought about this. I've thought about this on my own time and I've, I've talked to a few people about this. Can you call a community space, think about this question, a community without unity, so community has the word unity in there. I like the alliteration so, there. Right? So like I go I go to different co-working spaces and I see their community space, but how 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 com- how involved is your community with within itself?
0: That's that's a really good point you brought up because one of the mm-hmm. things that we've been able to take advantage of here at the ranch office is what does make us different, which is the fact that we're a small space, right? right. We don't take five floors in a corporate high-rise downtown or in the Galleria um, and I will say when I was uh, at uh, we work in Chicago I, I realized you know it's a big space you do talk to people but everybody becomes kind of clickish and sticks with their own teams whereas here we're able to create a small Texas family with a little more intimate relationships where you know I always say you know I'm going off to lunch and I'm saying hey Patrick do you want uh, us to grab you anything like yeah, you, you're not going to be doing that with someone outside of your team in a big space, because just the scale itself makes things more in, uh, impersonal. Um, and so I think, you know, being a small space, we have to take advantage of our uh, the things that make us unique, right. and um, it becomes our forte. It becomes our kind of kryptonite as to why would you want to join the ranch office versus some of these other spaces. Well. We do kind of uh, pitch this, you know, feeling of kind of being at home, yeah. this feeling of southern hospitality, and this intimate uh, environment that we've created with the size has been able to allow us to have that different feeling, that different vibe, right? Um, and form real relationships, and I'll, I'll say friendships too. Yeah, definitely, um, not just business relationships that where you exchange cards and you know, put it on a, a, fi- a front, um, right. and, you know, a, a good example of that is our Taco Tuesdays, which you came up with the idea first, you know, personal development. The first thing you said once you joined the team was personal development, like I'm big on that. You and I kind of bonded over right, Gary Vee sure. and all the, those kind of videos, and we eventually were able to bring it and create it, create an integral part of uh, ranch operations by making it a Tuesday routine. Why don't you talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, so, taco, TED Talk, Taco Tuesday. T5. T5. Today's TED Talk, Taco Tuesday trivia. Trivia, tornado. Don't forget the tornado. Tornado taco. (laughs) Tornado taco. Shout out. So, it's just like, I believe in personal development, it's a way to not just work out your you know, you got your workout for your muscles, but how do you work out your brain? And and honestly, the way I see it is like learning from some of the best and some of the people who have some of the best philosophies. And then once we bonded over that, I know that you love tacos. And, you know, we, we talked about Taco Tuesday and we're like, hey, why not every week put up, you know, develop ourselves? So then it went even further than that. We're like, well, let's not, why not just invite our members? And, well, let's not stop there. Why not invite the community? So... What I really see going for Taco Tuesday is a spot where not just us, not just our members, people can come together for free, of course, to watch Taco Tuesday, get some tacos, and and talk about where do they see the connections with themselves, their lives, their businesses, and everyone gives their two cents on what did they get the most out of that day. So we do that weekly. and um, So give, give an example to
0: the the audience of what kind of stuff we've been doing, like some of the videos we've been doing, sure just so they can get a little... Uh, well, d- I'm bad agile. with names,
1: but the X... Ex- uh, uh, Simon
0: Sinek with uh, Start With Y. Start With which Y. Which is integral to you know, this video in general. Yeah. Um, and, and the good the good thing about these um, sessions is that you know it's not only personal development and... Um, Thinking about, but it, but it's also about thinking about how it can improve each individual's business, right? Right. So, you know, we're sitting here talking with our members about, you know, what's what's your why? How are you creating an identity that people are going to buy into? And you know, he always says you want to focus on people who believe what you believe, right? right? Instead of just being the what, focusing on the why, um, and it really gets you thinking, man. Like between that, we did one uh, with Extreme Ownership, right? Uh,
1: Which is Jocko a really good Willink. one. Right. Yep. Uh, taking uh, taking ownership, especially leadership. I really believe, uh, and and this is one of the things key key to success. I believe is on leadership, um, and he talked about leadership and taking ownership of every situation from the top down, uh, regardless if it's you that made that decision or someone in the position below you. It just talks really about how um, how as a leader you can affect your whole. I would say. I don't want to use the word downline but you can yep. a- affect your whole um your whole world, your whole much. world, your whole team um by taking taking ownership of every situation, good or bad, and up and down, up and down. Yeah. yeah, making sure that you look at it and say what could have I done to change that situation and and making sure that you do that and, and of course, game plan before you go into those situations. Great great PD. Um, and I
0: think that's that topic is r- important to us as a startup, because there's a lot of stuff that needs to get done, and there's, you know, being a two-person team, there's not necessarily always clear delineations of roles, and, right. and I mean, even if there are, if something needs to get done, and you see that it's there's potential that it's gonna slip through the cracks, like you step up and we we catch it before it does fall through the cracks, yeah. and uh, even if it's not necessarily our responsibility. Um, but going back to the whole theme of personal development I saw this on LinkedIn today I just had to find this and bring it up so I saw a quote that says entrepreneurship is the world's greatest self-improvement program with a big with a potential big compensation package attached and that just made me think I going back to the why I identified with that I bought into that I shared that yeah which is my uh equivalent of you know Buying something or, or or becoming a customer, like I shared that meaning, I bought into it right because I believed in it very much. And I, you know, having been an entrepreneur for a few years, have seen how that whole process forces you to take accountability, to become a certain type of person um, that you know is persistent, that is organized, that is disciplined, and you know if you're not that kind of person before it it's a it's a journey that develops you it really does because you're forced to yeah otherwise you're just gonna you're gonna see it in your business for yeah, sure well you're gonna either see it in your business or your business is gonna fail exactly and that is seeing it in your business exa- exactly
1: sure. yeah um so and yeah good no and i I agree with you one hundred percent i mean working with him working besides him i mean for this being for you being at where you're at in life and this being one of your you know, newest ventures, man, you, you're you killing it. We're crushing it. I mean, for the culture that we're able Thanks to boss. to develop and what we're able to push. And, I mean, everyone, it's great because right now I'm, I'm going out on the town and uh, I've met with two people just today that said they've heard of this place. And it's becoming more and more and more um, where we get that. And, you know, I, I'm great to just be like, so what have you heard? <laughs> I'm really interested. And, and every time it's something great, it's just, it's, it's always like, yeah, you guys have a beautiful space or, you know, my friend said that you guys have this or that or great people, great party. And it's great to hear that, you know, it just gives you that, that little moment of, okay, we're making somewhat of an impact, you know? Exactly. And I mean, where we're
0: at now, we're about a month from having opened our doors and, uh, you know, our whole strategy has been, you know, never to go in super pushy salesy to really build a strong foundation. I mean, if we're claiming that we're based on Southern hospitality, we better deliver. And that's I mean, that's who we are. Right. Right. And so we're we're basically trying to build what we like to call emotional equity, which is giving as much upfront value as possible with people to make them really become what we call brand allies. Right. And that's been our focus. You know, while we could be going for more short term transactional sales mentalities, um, we're okay with being a little more patient and, uh, building up our name and our brand to where people, when they talk about us, they just, they absolutely love us because we've gone out of our way for them. We've given them a, you know, free conference room space. We've given them a free event space, not asking for anything in return. And
1: it's just, it just feels good to help people. It just feels good. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to note too, you know, Sales are, sales are temporary, but relationships can last forever. So, I mean, think about it. Like, we're, we're really trying to build these relationships. And, like you said, like, it's, a, it's an angle of approach if you really think about it. You know, like, do we want you to come in the office? Do we try to sell you on event space? Or do we rather really enjoy you as a person, really want you as, as, as your company, and, and, and build a relationship? And I think, honestly, where we're at now, I think we've done a great job at finding how to truly not just say, ho, oh, hi, we're the ranch office, but to get to know about you, for you to get to know about us. And I think that we've developed great brand allies. I, I You know, yeah. I, like, if you look at our pictures, uh, I'm pretty sure you've seen it. Like, even with Richard Nevins, I mean, he's one of the guys that, when I think about him, a smile just comes to my face. I yeah. mean, he's jolly, he's happy. He's always... Dustin, Kathy. I yeah, mean, we've yeah. got...
0: We've got We've built a um, small community here within this month. And I mean, a lot of that has been over the course of not only going to networking events, but planning for uh, and executing our event, which we got to give props to Mike here. He organized that um, event and it was a huge success. We had over 120 people show out for it. And uh, I just remember my... Uh, my friend Macy, who was here, uh, helping us out saying, I did not expect that to have, like, I did not expect that when you said we have a, a launch party. <laughs> she was it's like, this place was back. There were so many people out here. And yeah. I was like, well, me and Mike, we put in the work, we hustled and, uh, yeah. and w- we made sure that everyone, you know, was going to be out there that we've connected with. So yeah, um, for
1: sure. And I want to say thank you to everyone. I mean, you know, and what's great to see, too, if you really think about it, a lot of the people that told us that they were going to come out actually showed up. And that that means the world to us yeah. because, I mean, like, it shows us more than we're just your local. OK, we're going to come by if we can, if we will. It shows that we're really building these relationships. It shows that people um, nowadays, especially like with the LinkedIn family that we've built, yeah. um, that they're reliable and that we're really creating People that can rely on us and as well as we can rely on them. um. And and you know what else? I mean, yes,
0: that is all true. But it also helps that we've got a great product that people are curious to see. That's true. People are curious when they hear about the ranch office and they see pictures and they're like, what is this place? This looks awesome. And we made uh, a concerted effort to not just be a typical networking event, right? We had barbecue. We had yeah, live, live music. music. Madison Page was awesome. awesome. It was great. Yeah, she crushed She's it. She's a great person, too. You know, when you set yourself apart and say, you know, we don't want to go along with the, you know, the herd and just do a t- typical business event. When right. you try to be different, people see that and they want to show out. Um, you know everybody loves free food and and everybody you're right thinks it's, like, it's a party
1: it's, it's a party and one thing is like one thing is we could say this all day that we try to feel different we're trying to be different you know we can say like when you try to be different but when you come in like I think a lot of people were so shocked and a lot of the people that we met, met along the way feel that realism of these guys are authentic like you can right. feel what we say it's not like come in you know like i I, I don't want to take jabs at any company but I saw an ad and it was like lonely and it was like office space and it's like really you like, sure that was an ad for office space <laughs> <laughs> it was like lonely in a workspace or something like that i'm not sure but it's yeah, like how it's can like, you s- try co-working yeah and it's
0: like okay
1: it, it, it's like okay you you think you're gonna come and build real relationships and they're not and then you got these things where you come you see the tour and you actually get what you expect that doesn't happen often where you're like this is the full package, and I think people are seeing that, and I don't even want to talk too much upon that. I mean, people feel that, and, and, and yeah. I think that's spreading around right now.
0: So funny, quick s- side note. Um, to your point, people, people do see that, and uh, there is evidence that already for us that that pays off. We received what is probably the best review i think we will ever receive yeah um or you c- any company could receive it it was like two pages um and
1: we were stunned we were like yeah and, and it basically
0: just outlined um how the space and how we made him feel when he came for a tour and he he was he was down yeah he was immediately down and we actually uh printed that and laminated that uh and we read it every morning to um remember and remind remember exactly who we are what we're doing, and what never, loo- give too, never right? lose sight of, you know, our identity and uh, what our goal with this space is, and that's to, uh, you know, bring that southern hospitality, bring customer service back to the workspace game. 100%. Like that's it sounds like something you would want in any industry, but, you know, the executive suites out there right now, they just, they just take it for granted, and uh, I think that presents a real opportunity that we can capitalize on.
1: And I think that's an opportunity that we want. What what more than relationships with real people in your city? Right? Yeah. Think about it. Like an opportunity to build real relationships here. And at
0: the end of the day, if you're, if you're trying to put that on for, you know, sales tactics or for, you know, just to make more money, you're going to get found out like you're going there. People are going to see through it because eventually, You know somebody comes through and and realizes that it's just not there anymore but if you truly enjoy making people's day brighter day in and day out yeah people are going to see that and people are going to flock to it and so that's that's who we are that is who we are and that's what we're about so if you guys haven't already come check out the ranch office yeah. We'd love to host you for a coffee, or if you're of age, an uh, adult beverage. <laughs> um, and, yeah, check out our space. Get to know us. Get to know our members. Uh, you mentioned we Taco you Tuesday. Out. Yeah. Taco so Tuesday. Definitely. Yes.
1: Come out to that. That's, yes. That's an invitation to anybody who wants to come out and uh, get some personal development here at the ranch office. Tacos are on the house. Tacos are on the ranch. Yeah.
0: Anyway, it's great to have everybody. Thank you guys for watching. See you next time. Ranch office